Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. What is the importance of belonging? And why do we all need to belong somewhere? It is built into our human nature. Learn how the powerful philosophy of Ubuntu helps to deliver a simple roadmap to building positive teams and relationships, improving engagement and performance. Get your copy of Belonging and Healing, Creating Awesomeness for Yourself and Others by Dr. Dave Cornelius on Amazon.com. So welcome to the Knowledge Show with Dr. Dave podcast. I am Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. Um, we're continuing with the series, Resiliently You, to discover what makes people resilient, to build resilient organizations, and sense belonging and healing. My guest today is Adrian Terry, and I'm like so excited to learn more about um, IT transformation. So welcome in to our podcast, Adrian. Good to be here with you, Dr. Dave. Thanks again. Well, good. So let's just start with um, a, a little bit of an elevator pitch about your journey as a leader, um, you know, for an IT transformation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, began my career in, uh, in IT. Um, had the opportunity to kind of see the, the plethora of different uh, roles within IT. Um, learned about the project management discipline and uh, kind of took to that pretty quickly. So I've served in several delivery roles within the project management discipline. Um, and in, 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 in the, the, the seasons where I served as a PM, I would oftentimes ask, you know, what's the rationale for this project? Why are we doing this? And too quickly, I would lose sight on the why, the rationale for the initiative, not realizing that many of these efforts were needed to help transform the organization, you know, to bring us into a future state. So my career now has me placed closer to the decision-making strategy table where I can help drive transformation. That's beautiful, man. So let's talk about resilience in the context of leading an I, I, um, IT transformation. How do you define resilience in that context? So yeah, IT transformation, um, the transformation itself, I kind of see it as a vehicle that can help an IT organization achieve greater resiliency. And kind of the two main avenues or doorways for achieving that are to uh, transform because leaders have a vision for creating the new or improving existing capabilities that provide greater value to customers. Or two, they transform because of some burning platform, let's say um, low operational performance or we're losing uh, lots of revenue. So the first scenario is more preferred over the latter, right? Uh, that visionary attitude for transformation, it has its own theology that says uh, we need to have a more preemptive attitude for change as opposed to reacting to things like losing market share or something like that to the competition. Okay. That's great, to, you know, for an organization to, you know, place its resilience in the context of, of having a future vision. Right. I mean, that means you could like uh, respond a lot more effectively to competition. Um, but also to expand on that, you know, we live in this world that we call VUCA, vol volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Um, why is resilience such an important skill to cultivate in this type of a world? Yeah, uh, I really appreciate the VUCA question. Um, 
So yeah, in this context, to be more resilient means to um, incorporate operating routines, right? Ways of working that are more gymnastic than traditional ways of working. So while the usual tenets um, for transformation might be to always reduce operating costs, increase revenues, improve margins, the ultimate goal with resiliency is to improve stability by helping the organization become more elastic. And that, that word really sticks with me when I think about VUCA and transformation and the relationship between those two. When this is done using a flexible strategic planning model and tools like horizon planning, then the organization is equipped to address those four elements of uh, VUCA, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Yeah, and you know, and and part of that resilience is also having the ability the ability to be flexible as well. You know, the adaptive agile context um, to live within a VUCA world itself, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I hear the word uh, agile being used so much, and I know you are hearing it as well. So, leaning on new words to kind of sell the same thought and theme, whether it be gymnastic or elastic. It, it, it will hopefully achieve the same goal, but at the end of the day, it's still about agility to your point. Yeah, and, and I've been playing around with the word um, adaptive as another replacement for agile, you know, for some people. But what about you? What about you? You know, what makes you resilient? I know you're resilient. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we talk about being a gymnastic, being elastic, right? I want the same thing for myself. Now, uh, because of, uh, of my capacity is somewhat limited because of everything I'm involved with, I don't have the opportunity to exercise as much as I probably would like. That's one <laughs> form of resiliency. But, um, you know, from a knowledge perspective, I, I have an ongoing quest to understand what I don't know so I can make plans to learn. it. Um, I, I just have this genuine fear of being ignorant. And so I want to know everything that I'm supposed to know. So my passion for learning, I think it has distinguished me from my peers. Um, and just to uh, pull a page from uh, Agile specifically, SAFE, I love the idea of lean Agile leadership, which provides the value proposition for a growth mindset over a fixed fixed mindset. That's excellent. That, that's really excellent to, to uh, you know, to house or, or couch your resiliency in the context of um, a lean agile leader. Awesome. So let's go a little deeper and let's talk about how do we deliver value through an IT transformation. And I want to make sure when you answer this, um, you know, can you provide a definition of what it means to deliver value? Yeah. And I know depending on uh, uh, your circle of friends, where you work, where you operate, um, you know, your definition is going to be built upon probably that context. So that's true for me and the answer that I might provide to your question. But uh, I think it is as simple as recognizing there's always going to be the next new technology, the next new way of working. And so the IT transformation can serve, serve as kind of the tip of the spear for those initiatives that accelerate the adoption of those two themes. So value through the transformation oftentimes is seen in the development of, uh, let's say an ultimate value proposition, a UVP, uh, a minimal viable learning, an MBL or an MVP, uh, minimal viable product. Uh, uh, and I think a fourth 
uh, container for delivering value is in the generic form of opportunity assessments. So the transformation may not own these efforts long-term, but they can help drive the valuation of opportunities to determine which opportunities are um, best fit, right fit for the organization. So to transform, oftentimes we are exploring something new. We wanna build our confidence around it and the transformation can help us achieve that level of visibility that we need. So uh, a good example is an organization's interviewing process. So um, um, I'm thinking of an example where the transformation took on the idea of uh, initiating panel interviews to help improve the speed for onboarding new talent. Values realized on behalf of both the hiring managers and the employees as a result of improving just that one process. No, that's really good. That That's really good to see how we could tie those two together. So let's talk about some tangible benefits gained by the organization, you know, by an IT transformation. Yeah, uh, I really like this question because, um, you know, we talk about, you know, realizing the value, right? In addition to realizing value from the transformation initiatives themselves, it has a lot to do with knowledge management and what we learn as a result of delivering, let's say, each one of those value items. So knowledge management is improved because of the frequency and the volume of those discoveries, right? To realize this benefit, then I think a, a transformation team needs to be sourced from a good cross-section of the organization, right? You need a variety of learners, if you will, have a high degree of collaboration in and outside of the department, right? We wanna know IT very well, as well as the business business partners that we might coordinate with. Uh, and no doubt exercising good psychological safety and transparency. And again, another good agile tenant uh, delivering on uh, value early and often. And I know I said a lot just in that list, but scaling all of those routines um, has infected our broader organization in a, in a very positive way. No, I, I like the way you you established this because you know one of the the things that happen often, um, benefit realization, as we would say, you know, have we realized the promise, <laughs> right? We go, we're going to do all these great things, but you know, having the ability to measure and assess that we we have achieved the things that we promise is is really important as well. So let's talk about your experience, you know, that you have had when the IT transformation actually shifted the culture of the organization, made it different, made it fun to work, you know, made it really cool. I'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. You know, when you think about a transformation, and I've had the opportunity to engage leaders at my level in other non-competing industries to learn about their stories and their transformation. Um, um, still, uh, some large organizations are treating the transformation like a uh, using a project mindset, meaning they have a set of targets, uh, they have a set of objectives that they want to achieve. That's great, but they kind of have this expiration date hanging on the end of the transformation. And so when I say a culture shift, uh, that could have been uh, a, uh, an approach that we could have taken. Uh, but for us, the day we learned about the nature of transformation, really understood it, um, we were coming out of a move from a new operating model. Uh, but as part of that move, we realized that we're 
always going to be transforming to the next new. And transformation is ongoing as long as there is change on the horizon, which, I mean, you know this, Dr. Day, that's a constant in the IT context. So rather than give the transformation this expiration date, uh, it, you know, an end date for this really, really big project, um, um, we decided to keep it ongoing. It's the difference between launching a transformation with specific operational goals and targets versus standing up a transformation office to continuously lead those transformation requirements. So again, whereas the former has an expiration date, if you will, the latter is more of a longer term function like you would your every APMO. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and some people are, are, are trying to, uh, you know, sort of having, you know, a, a transformation management office, they're, they're, they're using terms like VDO, like a value delivery office, in, in, in some ways, you know, do you think there's a difference between the two? Um, you know, I, I think it could be just a play on words when I think about a TMO, um, a transformation, or let's say a VDO. Uh, that value delivery office sounds like that they just want to pour concrete on the specifics for why the transformation exists. And, you know, from a marketing perspective, I, I appreciate the savviness of that. It keeps the team and everyone involved with transformation centered around that word value. And uh, I liken that back to my days as a project manager, like I said at the beginning of our conversation here. Um, into the weeds with a project, you can oftentimes lose sight that you're delivering value. Uh, you're part of the transformation. Um, so I can appreciate that really on both sides of the fence. Yeah, thanks for that context. Now, uh, you know, as, as we come to a, a close in our conversation, you know, what words of encouragement would you like to gift the listeners with today? I, I know you're going to preach, so come on, bring it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, rather than a long sermon, how about we just do a sermonette on this last one, right? All right, I'll take uh, that. Keep, keep it short and sweet. Uh, yeah, words of encouragement. Um, uh, I, I would say to not transform means you're going to be left behind. Um, and and I, we, we can scale that one comment up or down. At, at a personal level, uh, creating some separation between you and your peers if you are desiring greater upward mobility or in the larger context of your global organization. The competitors are not resting, they're not sleeping. They are working to advance their value proposition and increase their market share. So again, coming back to that, to not transform, it means you're gonna be left behind. So I would encourage you, as you think about transformation, participate on at least two levels if possible. If your organization has a transformation program, see if you can find a seat at that table and help serve uh, um, uh, in that initiative. Uh, the second one, I would encourage you to initiate your own personal uh, transformation. I, I am um, I'm committed to being a lifelong learner. Um, I love learning. I have a very curious mind. Again, coming back to my fear of being ignorant about what I need to know and, and being caught not knowing what I need to know. So for me personally, I'm seeing positive personal benefits from how each one of those, right? Serving on a larger transformation program and initiating my own personal transformation, they're both feeding each other. And I'm really enjoying the ride right now. 
Man, that's great. I, I could hear it. I could hear the passion in your voice. So I just want to say thank you for, uh, you know, sharing your thoughts, lending your voice to this topic. I, I think, you know, in the state that we're in, uh, just having conversation about resilience in the context of the work that you're doing um, is really important. So thank you so much for, for sharing your voice here today. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Great topic. Yeah. So uh, in closing, I would like to say thank you for listening to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast. Um, I invite you to come back for more insights and perspectives that may help you with discovering your resiliently you. Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed on Spotify, Apple, Audible, and Google, and many other streaming platforms. Thank you, Kayana Brow Hendrickson, for writing the music for this podcast. She's my niece. Uh, this podcast, copywritten, um, 2022 by Dr. Dave Cornelius and Nalshare.org. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Resiliently You in the series as we continue to share our stories and experiences. So, Adrian, I could say nothing more than gratitude. You know, it's been like lots of fun, you know, connecting and working with you. Really appreciate you, brother. Thanks again. a game-changing framework for evaluating what it means to create value. Deliver value, happy contributing people, satisfied customers, thriving business. Value is one of those concepts everyone thinks they understand until the moment they must describe it to someone else. Deliver value is essential reading for every business owner, executive, manager, entrepreneur, and anyone who cares about the future of work. What are you waiting for? Get your copy of Deliver Value book right now on Amazon.com. Get your free chapters of Deliver Value book right now on DeliverValueBook.com. That's DeliverValueBook.com. Let's talk about it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.